it's a beautiful day for oh, it. Oh, it's gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, so um, basically, Robbie, who owns this place, is yeah. my brother's, uh, one of my brothers is not involved with the restaurant. Um, he's uh, like his girlfriend's dad. Okay, so, right. Um, well, fiance now, actually. Nice. And um, about six years ago, we opened up the place and uh, and he did our books for us. So okay. just randomly. And he's a police, ex-police detective for about 30 years and he built this whole place himself. Wow. Um, and all of this is a bit of a jack of all trades. Yeah. And he's a horticulturist, permaculture, everything like that as well. Okay. So we just got, as soon as we got started, we got along straight away and just um, started planting garden beds and things like nice. that. Nice, okay. This is early days. Yeah. And then eventually we realised that we could do it on a scale where we thought we might be able to supply the whole restaurant with it. Wow, all right. Um, and that's what we do now. So So how long has how long has that been? Because you opened the restaurant in 2013, yeah, did you? Yeah. yeah, 13. So, yeah, six years now. So yeah. about five and a half years. And we renovated for about six months as well Yeah. beforehand. So yeah. it's been crazy, yeah. Wow. And uh, and now we're now we're at this point now where we, we are actually supplying the restaurant 100%. Really? With all of our own produce. That's there. amazing. So we don't buy anything in anymore. Wow. Other than um, meat and dairy. Yep. And the basic essentials like, um, you know, uh, paper, baking paper and things like that. And yeah. like sugar and, and flour. We buy all that in at the moment. We're still, we're working on getting to that, all of that eventually. Down really? The track. Yeah. Yeah, that's the game. <laughs> that's the aim. The aim is to eventually have a big enough sort of property in the next four or five years to go and do everything ourselves. Yeah. And, and just... And buy nothing in at all. And did you know about how to do all this before you started? Uh, not really. It's sort of been a learning process. Very passionate about it. Always loved it. Yeah. And then I guess when we started cooking and when we started building a few little gardens to go with the with the food, there was only a few little beds at the restaurant. Yeah. Sort of when I started using that, I was like, oh, you know, I'd love to grow a bit more so I could do a dish of it. And um, it actually came down to why I want to do it so badly now is because. I have done a lot of dishes that have, a, say, a meat component with some of our vegetables on the side, yeah. and you don't get the same feeling to that dish as you would off a dish that you've had to work on for six months first in the garden, yeah, or a year sometimes, actually sometimes even more than that. I totally agree, and it's interesting because I've spoken, because I um, had a, a chat to Annie Smithers, who's out of Trenton at Jeffy and she, um, she had a small, like an acre that she was doing most of her stuff, and now she's moved to a bigger Babington Park with... Quite a few, like quite a big acreage, and yeah. she's supplying it all as well. And she said, when you nurture something through from a seed and, and then putting it on the plate, you have so much more respect. You're less likely to waste. Yep. You know, and same and same with exactly, um, Alejandro yeah. at Pistuso. He he doesn't have a you know he takes his um, chefs out to get Gippsland where he's got his suppliers yep. and gets them to actually see what yeah. because it when it comes in, I guess you have you, you're a bit more disconnected from it. Changes it, aren't you? the perspective. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I've realised, especially with our chefs and everything, because they work here as well on yeah. the farm, is that all of a sudden they're coming up to me and going, oh, what are we going to do with this, you know, this skin? What are we going to do with the roots? What are we going to do with everything, all these other parts? And it's, it's, it's literally like that. It's just a different way of looking at a vegetable um, with more value. Yes. Now, it doesn't mean that I think it's bad what... I don't think all I don't think chefs are bad and other chefs are bad. I just think it's really different the way we look at our food. Absolutely. And um, it gives you better oh, for us. It pushes us our dishes for us. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like I'll pick something. I'll grow. I think like two thousand carrots over there, but there's only two thousand carrots. You know, it sounds like a lot. One hundred and fifty people a week. 
you know, and if you're going to do three carrots or four carrots per person, you move through the carrots very, really quickly. Yeah, you know, yeah. might only have that dish on for maybe six or seven weeks. Uh, you, it's not as if you can just like break the carrot up and take all the best bits and throw half of it out. Like generally, that's what you do with you yeah, know, yeah. carrot dishes and things. Exactly. For us, it's about serving the whole carrot or finding a way for it to be respected. I guess, yeah. And how have you worked that out? Because I know that people who've worked at you know like Bray or the Fat Duck or whatever, working under Heston, that he's got that whole use it at all and use it in a really different kind of way and I mean have you just come up with this yourself how, how you would use the whole vegetable and yeah what to do with it see the that definitely so the way we look at it is a, it's just because of the growing side of things it's just mm. because there's so much work involved <laughs> yeah and it's as simple as that like the radish um, dish we have on at the moment is just three radishes on a plate literally three radishes on a plate listed yeah. um, it's my favourite dish because for a few reasons it's my best way to try and explain to people the growing procedures behind just a simple radish dish like that um so for that radish dish we need 22 garden beds on rotation so literally 22 beds uh 60 square meters of space and every single week we poke a thousand holes in the ground and plant a thousand seeds and they take about eight weeks to grow so to have that dish on a menu so for me it's looking at it from a so I mean, Heston and all these chefs, I love them, but they get their radishes, they, they get brought into the kitchen, yeah. and they don't know where they've come from, they don't know what, like, what amount of work is or whatever, and then they take that radish and turn them into all different things, and that's yeah. amazing, don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's like, I'm not doing anything to that, because it's perfect. Exactly. It's literally as perfect as it's ever going to be, so yeah. I love it for what it is, you know what I mean, wow. and as simple as that. Yeah. Um, and most of the dishes we do are, are literally as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. So they're not really too technical or overworked, and they're usually just trying to use up the whole in, whole ingredient uh, if we were to cut it up, you know, because you can't really serve a carrot with the carrot tops because they're not very yummy, bitter. Yeah. They're a little bitter, but we make carrot top pesto out of those. Really? Yeah. Oh, and um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a little it, carrot top pesto. When you grow your own carrots and organically like we do, you can use the tops. Yeah. Um, the other ones you can still use, but they spray them a fair bit with oh, some okay. other, other bits and pieces. But our ta- carrot tops are yummy because they're young. And we oh. pick all our carrots at a certain age, probably 150 days old. Yeah. So 160 days old, something like that. So they're not like massive. They're yep. about that big. They're a bit sweeter and... Um, the tops are actually sweeter as well. They haven't gone bitter yet. Because I sow carrots this winter, and um, down at Balnearing, um, my partner, my boyfriend's parents have got some land and we've got a bit of a garden there. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm not a very good gardener, and we don't get down there often, so it's kind of. But I, that's interesting because I sowed all my carrots too close together, <laughs> so there's just this yeah. massive. I could have been using the tops. I still yeah. can. Probably. Yeah, you still can. I yeah. sow. We sow ours pretty close together. Yeah, do you? as well. Yeah, because we. We've decided to harvest them when they're young and do yeah. dishes of like small carrots, you know, on a yeah, plate. Yeah, I've just roasted they're them and they're so sweet. Yeah, how good are they? The oh, best. And all knobbly, I like Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And just all weird and yeah. random and they're the best ones. That's but awesome. Their tops are really good and we use the stems, the middle bit, for um, compost. Okay. Which I'll show you down there. We've got a huge yeah. compost system going. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a look around if you want. And do you have um, like beehives or anything? Oh, you yeah, do? Yeah, there's um, wow. nine beehives. All our honey from there. Awesome. Um, but yeah, all around here we've got all our broad beans. There's probably about be close to 500 plants, maybe more broad beans. So that's just going to be for one dish that lasts us a month. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because that's spring, isn't it? Really broad, yeah. broad beans. So really, that's the thing about what we do that's really, I guess, unique and different. And sometimes it's a little bit like 
upsetting in a way because you, you you grow these raw beans. You know, they've been going for nearly three months. Yeah. They, when they're yeah. ready, I'm going to pull them and then, and then that's all done. So three months worth of work for a dish is going to last a month on a menu like right, this. Right, and, that, and that's something that's got to be replanted every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah replanted every year. Yeah. We're going to run down a few So they're going to do something this year. Last year we had some good nectarines and stuff like that. Um, not a hell of a lot of production out of the apples yet, but this year is going to be the year, I reckon. So we've yeah. pruned back really well, and so we're ready to go. They are beautiful. Very pedantic around yeah. here. It's sort of like a Robbie, the guy who owns the real, like real deal behind it all. Yeah. In terms of keeping it all neat and beautiful. Um, for me, I just designed this like a kitchen. So like all the beds, I wanted them all like this and numbered and dated and yeah and labelled basically. So I and have you got a map? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can control it like a kitchen. Wow. So essentially, I at the start of each year, I basically write out what I want for every season um, and turning over beds. Yeah. So I know I want you know I think fourteen beds of cabbage there. Yeah. So that's what I wanted. That's what we have. Fourteen beds of cabbage. There's about two hundred cabbage there. There was another 200 over here and 200 over here. So we went for 600 cabbage this year, which we did. Yep. And then we're on to our last 200 there. Okay. Um, and have you been affected by weather or yeah. bugs or like what We always you? get affected by bugs and weather and all these things, but it's all really comes down to soil for us yep. as being the big one. Uh, okay. we just we just main we just concentrate on healthy soil. Yeah. So um yeah, there's our compost over there. Yeah. We've been doing this for over three years now. Yeah. So we've got really, really, really strong soil. Every single one of these beds is filled 50-50 with our own compost and then a really good high-quality organic uh, mushroom mulch. Okay. Um, and, yeah, we just get really good things from it. We end up with some bugs, but you either compete against them with... We just compete against them with, like, natural sprays that we make out of garlic and things like that. We try our best with that. Yeah. Um, we also net a lot of our stuff. So we've built netting... Um, actual proper netting to keep the brassica um, butterfly out and things like that. So yeah. we had, while we were bringing up all the cabbage, we had every single one of these beds with nets over it. Um, took us a lot of work to get the nets done. Yeah. But then once we did, they couldn't get in and, and lay their eggs. So yeah. we've ended up with a really good product there. Um, but yeah, it all just takes plenty of work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Time in the end. Absolutely. How many days of the week are you here? Uh, I'm here as much
in this season, depending on their age, they're only 13 months old, the new ones, so they'll, they'll produce probably like 15 dozen a week. Wow. So a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I sold most of them. So we, are, we rely on our eggs. We don't buy in any eggs either at all. So when we go into this peak season, which we're in now, which we're about to get into now where they start laying, um, we get a lot of eggs. But when we go through winter, they drop right off. Yeah, okay. So you only get maybe four or five dozen. They just stop laying altogether. Yeah. So it actually puts us under pressure. We can't do the certain dishes. We can't do pastries. can't do right. these things that rely on eggs. So um, which is great because yeah. it makes you think about oh, yeah. things in a different way. You have to find another whole, yeah, another element of seasonal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's great. So that, that same to everything we do so yeah. obviously that's all the peas we have we've got so many customers do we want to make a dish that runs over a couple of weeks do we want to make a dish that runs for three days but it's yeah. really good you know, yeah we have to make these decisions based on There's a few staple things that you want to use cook with yeah. um, that we have to grow a large volume of in, in one go. Yeah. And then um, hopefully we store it well enough and then it lasts us for a year. So great. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, it's a great way for us to cook and live. I love it. It's yeah. A, it's such a natural way to go about it. It's, it is. Yeah, and it keeps it not simple, but it keeps it interesting. You know what I mean? It keeps yeah. it, it's not, it's a, it's a simple idea to follow. It's all right, you're not buying anything in. This is what you've got. Yeah. Around and you go, oh, I've got this, got this, got this. Let's yeah. make a menu of this. Yeah. So you take it to all the chefs, and we all think about it, look at it, yeah. write a menu, do our thing, you know, wow. and then and then just the next week it changes. Keeps it fresh for all the chefs and, and everyone involved. How long um, had you been cooking before you got into doing this? Um, so I've been going 13 years now. So I was 15 when I started. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, 13 years. So okay. uh, before this, seven years, yeah. brothers so i've got three brothers all up one of them's not involved one of them's not involved anymore mm. he's just opened up a catering company on the side which is pretty good so he's finally got that up and running 
uh, he had to, he went around and travelled for a year as well. So he opened it with us for the first three years, and then yeah, he dropped all, dropped away because he wanted to travel. And he's getting a bit older. He's a bit older than me, so he's thirty one now. Okay. And so he was getting to that age where he's like, oh, fuck, I can't put this, you know, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this much work if I really need to travel and get that out of me as well. And he's really good at the catering side of things. Loves doing the weddings and all that sort okay. of stuff. So, which has been good for him. And then uh, my youngest brother Chase runs the floor, and he's okay. a he's a absolute machine of a he's a he's I reckon I'm biased, but I reckon he's the best maitre in in Australia in, in Melbourne. That's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty good. Wow. So yeah, he's um he's a sommelier as well. So he's yep. done a lot of training in wine. He's only 24. Yeah. Young, but he's got a way about him with people. That he will come back to the restaurant for him. Yeah. They don't even come back to the zoo half the time. Seriously, <laughs> I'm serious. It's hilarious. He's a funny. treated the same right across the board yeah imagine if you're taking all the chef's attention and what about all the other people who have you know maybe three months they've booked in they've had to save up the money put their kids into child you know into child care for the night or whatever yeah. you know young family first night out since, since they've had kids or something like yeah, that yeah. and yet they're not as important as somebody yeah. else no so that's my my stance on it but having that attitude for us yeah. has yeah. been right across the board with all of our staff front of house back been the best thing we've ever done well it just means that you're consistently you you just you're consistently yep. authentic and true to what you want and it doesn't really matter and then that's right so it's i think that is a, it's a much more natural way to go it, it is yeah, yeah yeah and i love it it's just uh, yeah it's good to good to have that attitude across yeah. the board too so that's awesome yeah wow. but yeah there's cool. a i'll show you the compost yeah this is willem willem's the main man behind all growing now these days okay 
How long have you been here now, Will? Four or five months? Yeah. So he's taken over and he's killing it. Oh, good. So, yeah. Nice place to work. I've, I've never seen such a tidy <laughs> and, and organised farm. Oh, maybe I haven't been to that many farms, but yeah. <laughs> but it is. It's pretty... Oh, yeah. It's pedantic. It is. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Pedantic is a good word. See ya, Robbie. Yeah, he's off. <laughs> yeah, but it's beautiful, isn't it? So. Yeah. Makes it a beautiful place to work, isn't it, Will? It's a really nice place to work. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Well, it's interesting because I was talking to you know, Daniel Salcedo. Um, I was going to maybe get 10. Do you want to grab 10? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks, mate. He's, he was at Rockpool and now he's okay. um, gone and, and he did Pacquayos and Pacquayos. Anyway, South American restaurants. He's really into He's oh, Peruvian. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He, now he's just opened um, as head chef, not as an owner, but... Citrico um, in Fitzroy North anyway I spoke to him and he had this beautiful vision he was saying about the energy that comes like you're part of the cycle of the sun and the photosynthesis and the plants growing and then you get to you know respect that and, and put it on the plate and yeah. then and whatever emotion you're feeling also goes into it so it just was this whole he was talking about the energy and I was just thinking oh, I really beautiful. love it it's so beautiful. Yeah, it beautiful and it's like that book like Water for Chocolate where the Spanish woman cooks and anything you know she cried into the wedding cake and all the guests cried as well and you think well I think there's something in that it right? is no there really is and you're obviously you've created this I mean all the people that work here <laughs> are happy and yeah. lovely as well so it must it, it does no you're 100% right it really is and I think it's like exactly that the, the relationship that we have with what we do here mm. like with our vegetables and is so important yeah and it resonates right the way through everyone who's involved with the place yeah. and the front of house as well especially because the biggest part about what we do is obviously we grow all this and there's so much work that goes into it but then there's this whole other side of this where we try and get that to you at the table when you're in the restaurant because you yeah. can't see the farm no that's the, right the restaurant's not at the farm yes so that's the issue so we have to be able to organic organically and not structured and scripted tell people about how important what they're about to eat is so our front of house, is, you know, that's that's one of those things where they've all they feel it and they've all been here and they've all seen it and they've done it, and then they're able to trans transfer that over to you when you eat. Yeah. And to try and get that when when people actually understand the importance of everything and like you said, the cycle of it all, um, it just changes the whole game. You, you elevate nearly everything you do. Yeah. You know, by simple 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 radishes, like I said, yeah. it's elevated into something that's more special and, and, and has meaning. And, you know off cut of and, and um, uh, anything we couldn't use in the kitchen goes through the compost yeah. uh, and anything else that we can't use goes to the chickens yeah. so we do have a nice soil product in the restaurant so sort of just gets finished here there's great soil in there yeah. 50 degrees there in there the other day yeah. so right in the heart of that wow so it's absolutely pumping yeah and then uh, these beds here getting ready for tomatoes down the side oh yeah so we're doing 30 beds of uh, one bed. This year we're doing something different, actually. Uh, 30 beds of tomatoes. One bed, each variety is different. Yeah. So we're going to do a little dish of 30 varieties of tomatoes. If we can get it all together. <laughs> it's quite way. a lot of work. Yeah, that is a lot of work. <laughs> Are you growing them from seed or from... Yeah, from yeah. seed. Yeah, oh. from seed. And collected seed as well, mainly. Okay. I did buy a few different new varieties this year because you have to refresh every few years. So we've been doing it now four years. So I thought, fuck, better refresh. 
Um, so some of them are in there. There's another lot in there, and there's going to be some more in here. Yeah. Um, and then we're doing another 15 uh, beds of a special variety of tomato that we've only got the seeds to that no one else does because we got them sneakily from overseas, um, which is a pretty cool little diamond, little oh. diamond that's about this big. Wow. Tiny little diamond tomato. So we're going to try and grow heaps of those, whether they work or not. Sure. So here we go. Where are they from originally? Um, Willem got them from a guy in Greece who, okay. this is years and years ago, who who's like squished them out into his sock and then brought them over from Greece and kept the seed that way <laughs> and gave Willem some and Willem grew some, gave me some, I collected some, like this is over the space awesome. of five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we reckon we have enough to do 10 beds this year, which would be nice. pretty cool. Um, this is our berry patch. So okay. this gets netted. Yeah. All the way around, and there's strawberries down the down both sides. Yeah. Raspberries down the middle. Um, currants just through there, and then there's some blueberries through there. Blackberries down the middle. Yeah. Um, this is a this will be our biggest year now. These are three year old, three and a half year olds. So we're gonna have huge. In terms of water, do you, so you don't have anything set up at the moment. Like, do uh, you have like irrigation stuff going down? Or? So Robbie has designed the all. So actually, here's a good way to see it. So all along the roof is catchments. Yeah. And he gets it all caught into that um, pump, that water tank just there. Yeah. That water tank runs one line all the way down to the dam, which is down there. Okay. So when that over, when that fills up, it pushes all the water into that dam. Right. Fills yeah. that dam. That dam is also connected to all of the taps that are along here as well. Yeah. They're all marked with different. So white is main is our tank water and then the black one is our dam water. Okay. So we can choose to use each one. Yeah. So then we also have our other tanks that we brought in okay. two, two years ago as well. So we don't have any mains water here. No. We rely on completely what we get over the, this time of the year, um, which hasn't been that great. No. So we're hoping for a bit of late spring um, rain, which we should get. And then those two are full. That one's full. The dam's just only half empty, which we're worried about. Yeah. And then um, when we go into summer, obviously we're doing so much watering. So yeah. Yeah. see how we go. We did. I wanted to just get this year, just do it on different farming methods to get there. Yeah. So everything being mulched well, um, so we don't have to water too heavily. Oh, it's, okay, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how we go. And then next year we'll probably end up buying another tank. Yeah. <laughs> and he's usually always right. <laughs> well, we've got a rainwater tank at Balnaring and um but we like we're such, such amateur. But um yeah, Charlie was saying he wants me to go to my tent and get those things you can put on at different points of the um of the ho of the oh, yeah. to stop it so you're not watering every line yep, yep, if, yep. It, if it doesn't need it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, anything you can do to save it, eh? Hey? Yeah. But all the way through here, these are all empty beds. Lots and okay. lots of empty beds, which yep. is good. Yeah. We're just getting ourselves ready because in our little seeding shed in there, we've got lots of seeds coming up. Um, so basically all ready to go into the planting. And then just this little section in here is we call maize garden. And this is very much like a Robbie built all this, his design. Look how perfect. And it is. Like, yeah. Around every one of these climbing, these, uh, what are they called? Arbors. All these arbors here yeah. is hops plants as well. Oh god! Yeah, so we, awesome. we're growing uh, growing about 80, 80 hops plants. Yeah. So that we because we make our own beer as well. So on the side, so yeah. in a couple of years' time, we're going to do our own like farm hops beer. Yeah. Um, once they're a bit older, they're done their second year, so we'll see how they go. Yeah. 
And we've made like three beer, three beers from this one here because these are three year old. All the rest are new. Yeah. Um, they've been really, really good, but only small scale yeah, stuff yeah. that we drink ourselves just as a trial. Yeah. Uh, just while we're learning how to do it. Yeah. And then yeah, eventually we'll we'll, we'll go hard on it and do one <laughs> one thing good. of it. Yeah. So like, and then a vineyard is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably Chase Chase would because Chase is right. Chase has made a bottle of wine already, okay. his own. Yeah. Um, and he's making another one with two other winemakers. He's not a winemaker technically, but he's he makes Volvo. Uh, he's making another one for himself. So eventually down the track, we will have vineyards and things like that as well, yeah. for sure. Because we want to have everything on one big property together. Yeah. You know, so all of our sugar, all of our wheat, all of our wine, all of our beer. Try and do it all in one thing, just wow. for a small amount of people, and sure, just sure. keep it simple. But everything you have comes from here, and everything's got a nice story behind it, and yeah. everything's been made by us and unique, you know. So that's how we want to try and do it. We'll see yeah. how we go. That's <laughs> a lot of hard work to go, but we'll get there. Oh, it's so good. You'll have to write a book or something. Yeah, a documentary. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how we go. Yeah. yeah. When I have time, we'll see. Oh how yeah. We go. <laughs> I mean, would you have time? No, no. There. Are, yeah. We're, I'm already like. Oh, we all, met, uh, myself and a good uh, good friend of ours is she's sort of does all the photography and everything. She's retired and she's been helping, and she's been we've been lightly working on a book and things yeah. like that. Just stockpiling ideas for great things, idea. over the next over the last year. So yeah, yeah, It'd be a great book. Yeah, so we'll get there one day. Yeah, you don't seem stressed though. I mean, you seem very busy, but it seem you just seem you know you're giving off an amazing aura of. <laughs> oh no, it's yeah. just I don't. It's we are. It is calm. It is calm. It, this yeah. is my this is my day off right now. So yeah. essentially, for me, this is the way I treat it. Whenever I get to be here, it's sort of very calm. Not like it's not like I'm out of control. At the restaurant or crazy. It's just this is the place where you, you should just get away from everything and just enjoy being outside and because yeah. you can get caught being in a kitchen for you know seven days a week without yeah. seeing the sun you get there before service and then and you get there before the sunrise and you get there up and you leave home before the sun you know yeah as it, at two o'clock in the morning yeah that's right so it's just you just don't see the sun no so for the first three years i just literally you know you just don't see the sun no so ridiculous but now yeah. i just don't take this for granted yeah this is just beautiful out here like you just make the most of it yeah and everything's in a bit more structure and control as well now so there's more people involved and i more delegate these days i do a bit of work whenever i can but i more just delegate what i'm what i want essentially like yeah what i want to grow how much so on so on yeah yeah so it's just <laughs> just trying to figure it all out i love it yeah it's been fun but yeah. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> I feel like it's such a gift to have been able to have seen Well, no, I'm glad you got to see it. This is so much, you know, because Catherine said, oh, do you want to go to the restaurant or the farm? I'm glad it's so much better here. coming here. I'm glad yeah. you came here, yeah. And then I'll come. I haven't eaten there. Yeah, you've got to come and eat. I need to come and eat, yeah. I definitely will. And, um, yeah. you got to come eat on the chef's table as well. We've got a little chef's table on the kitchen. Oh, okay. Nice. Yep, that'll be good. And I'll get on to that. My sister-in-law actually um, told me about the restaurant. Do you know, I've got friends who've talked about this restaurant in Beaconsfield. And yeah. Check it out, and then I was like, oh, "I've got to talk to Blaine. <laughs> this just sounds amazing." Yeah. Oh, that's good. Because I've yeah, I've got this site, and um, I've spoken to over over 130 chefs now, and and everyone comes out with something different. But this is probably the, <laughs> the most different. This is amazing. <laughs> that's great. Good yeah. to hear. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming down. Yeah, I just did a photo of you. Yeah. Um, I have got my camera, but yeah, maybe just in. Yeah. Context somewhere. No worries. What do you 